Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Pemberley Podcast. I should say I deliberately said that weird because I was, <laughs> I was, I know you gave me a funny look like that's not how you say it, but it is how they say it in the SNL sketch, The Californians. Uh, okay. I got it from Kristen Wiig, who said something like, that's amazing. Yeah. And it was hilarious very much to me. To exaggerate all, everything they say <laughs> and make a point of saying the 10, the, the 210. I mean, the funny thing is, it's a total exaggeration, but not... It's not. It's not that different. We, we, say, our, we say our freeway name's weird. <laughs> I actually read about why we do that. And oh, it's really? because back in the day, I mean, like oh, when there were fewer cars and some freeways... California history for you. Yeah, fun, <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun history. So um, the highways had more like names. And uh, so people would be like, get on the this. And it was it felt like more of a, like, a local roadway kind of thing. And then later on, they got bigger. They added the numbers, but they yeah. still kind of kept the hometown feel of the the oh okay so it's a hometown thing yeah it's because we're a nice we're a nice community (laughs) (laughs) so small here in california oh yeah (laughs) let's go into the things that we are currently reading slash watching i think more watching this week Mm -hmm. uh jillian what are you watching so glad you asked yolanda (laughs) uh i have started literally last night um i have started watching a show on pbs masterpiece theater called poldark okay it has been on the air since 2015. I've, I've heard of it. And yes. I've seen like the pictures of like how epic and beautiful it is. There, but yeah, basically, I mean, the, I've seen like one and a half episodes, so okay. I don't really know what's going on. I cool. can't tell you it's like an amazing show, mm-hmm. but I have fallen madly in love. Shocker with the <laughs> with the main actor who plays Ross Poldark, Aiden Turner. Uh, okay. He is a very handsome Irish actor. What else has, what else has he been in? He's, that's a good question. Is he not a Game of Thrones person or no? I feel like everyone's kind of right. a Game of Thrones person. <laughs> no, he was in the Tudors, Desperate Romantics, Being Human. I think Poldark the is his, the Hobbit. Oh, he was in The Hobbit. Yes, that's okay. true. So I think Poldark is his biggest role the, to date because okay. he's like, the titular character. Yeah. But he's very good looking. He rides a horse. He gets in some fights. He's very sort of swashbuckling kind. Basically, he's like, he was a soldier for the Brits in the American Revolution. It's now after the war. He comes home to find out that his father has died. And his... (gasps) The love of his life has, is engaged to his cousin. Oh. And she marries him. Oh. Yeah. And so he basically kind of start. he like, kind of like the Bennets from Pride and Prejudice. He comes from like genteel poverty or like he's in genteel poverty. So he's like upper class, but he like has no cash. Oh. And so he's like inherited a copper mine. And I think oh. so far what from what I can tell, the plan is to like make that work. Okay. So far it's not working, but it's four seasons, almost five seasons long. I think he's going to turn it around. <laughs> He'll make it work. He's going to make it work. I highly encourage anyone who's into period pieces to watch this because everything is so beautiful and so is his face. <laughs> Where do you watch it? On Amazon Prime. Cool. It's, so it's PBS, but like... On Amazon. I'm a good cord-cutting millennial. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. Cool. What about you? What are you watching? Anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> More modern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I think I'm sure at some point I've talked about watching Younger before, which is a show on TV land starring Sutton Foster. It has Hilary Duff, uh, has uh, Nico Tortorello. And the show basically is about centers around Sutton, who is a 40 year old woman divorcee who has a daughter, 18 year old daughter. And she's trying to get back into work after not working for like nearly a decade. So she gets the idea from her friend to pretend to be 26, to lie on her resume in order to get a job back in publishing because she had this great start in a career in publishing, but then life happened. She got pregnant, she got married. So that was kind of put on hold. So she's pretending to be 26, gets a job, and is, like, living this, like, assistant life. Uh, Oh, glamorous. (laughs) This this double life of, like, being 26, working in publishing, but actually she's a 40-year-old single mom. And also met, like, this very young guy at a bar who thought she was 26, so she kind of went with it. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, dating him and uh, seeing how that unfolds, too. But, you know, trying to keep it all a secret still. But it's very funny. There's a lot... That you have to be like, mm, that's not believable, but I have to go with it. <laughs> it's like, I don't think publishing is that easy. <laughs> or like, Sutton Foster is really beautiful and she's Very. amazing. I don't know if she's like... 26? Yeah, yeah. you could realistically I mean, that's like our age. That's yeah, like between so us. You got to stretch the imagination a little bit, but it's a really like sweet show. I actually had gotten into it because I had the screeners for season two. And so I heard like, oh, you don't need to watch season one. But now I went back on... (laughs) That lies. Yeah. (laughs) On Hulu. It's available on Hulu and watch season one. And it's like all you see how the whole story comes together and like then she like meets her boss who or the ceo of this company who's like her age her real oh. age and he's like so successful and loves books and she loves books and they bond over that oh. so it's Is like that like a love triangle situation kind of oh. i mean it's like very separate because it's like her work life and then you know it's a it's a whole thing and uh yeah it's like i think they're coming up on their fifth or sixth season now so a lot's happened since then but it that's kind of like the start of the setup so it's really good i enjoy it i think i've seen the first few episodes of this and it does look good i have been meaning to watch the yeah. show for a while so maybe i will get into that because i also do love sutton foster yeah. and hillary duff yeah it's very interesting to me that she felt like she had to make herself younger in order to get a job because i just remember being right out of college thinking like i just wish i just like had all this stuff on my resume that i right. could say that i've done i that was a thing where she was interviewing at places and they were like oh it's been you have a 10 year gap on your resume and you're like older now and you Mm -hmm. don't have the experience that maybe if she had stayed in publishing she would have had Mm -hmm. so I think that's why she's like I'm just not finding anything in the fields that I want Mm -hmm. so I have to lie (laughs) yeah no I bet you that's like hard for a lot of women yeah just haven't had that experience I know it's just once you get to a certain age it's like oh now you're not like the cool hip thing anymore yeah yeah. so good for her yeah making it work she's making it work Good for Sutton Foster. Providing for her daughter, who I don't like as a character. (laughs) I'm like, work, do something. She's just waiting for her mom to like pay for her tuition and pay for everything. I'm like, you know, you can find a job (laughs) and pay for your things. Mm -hmm. Anyways, difference difference in in how she's raising. Anyways, so with that. (laughs) Speaking of hip millennial workplaces. (laughs) Uh, So previously on Emma Approved, Frank accidentally slips that he knows the identity of the celebrity restaurant owner. Mr. Pitt and Annie's baby shower planning is heating up. So we are going to jump right into episode 61, The Usual Suspects, written by Shauna Benson and Julie Benson. 
So that's kind of what we're going into. It's just yeah. like Frank has revealed that he knows the identity of the mystery celebrity chef owner. And mm-hmm. everyone's trying to convince Emma it's not that big a deal. I'm sure lots of other people know outside this office. But Emma's not convinced. She is, yeah. She's very much so paranoid and trying to, like, go through everyone in the office. Like, who could have said something? Unless she accidentally spilled it to Maddie when they were discussing jams. And if Maddie knows, ugh. Oh, God. What if it was me? That's the thing, too. It's like whether or not Jane would have actually told Maddie about this. I don't feel like they talk about her work life too much. Like, I feel like Jane, maybe she just gets home and is like, like how was your day? Good, how was your day? And, like, Maddie then goes into, like, how yeah. her day was. <laughs> I know it's, that's interesting. And, like, I also think about just, like, the details that I usually share with my friends when I tell them about my day. Yeah. And usually I know, you know, if it's something like there's a specific person that's like a lynch pit. Like, they don't care. Yeah. They don't. I tell, they know, they would know more about my coworkers than sure. like someone I've never met. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to tell like an important detail about a specific party mm-hmm. that's very important out mm-hmm. to just anyone, too. But I do think that it shows how stressed, like, Emma's starting to feel the crunch that she's questioning everyone. Like, she only yeah. hires people that she knows and trusts. Yeah. And she's questioning them. She's even questioning herself. She's like, did I? Spill the beans and, like, not mm-hmm. even know about it? Yeah. So she's, it's, I think it's, like, more indicative of, like, the stressful place she's coming from yeah. than, like, anything else. Yeah. She's trying to project um, all of her frustration onto someone. She mm-hmm. doesn't know who that person is yet. Yeah. So then she kind of, like, boils it down to Maddie or and Jane. Yeah. So that's where she's just like, oh, my frustration will be them. <laughs> well, and she kind of, like, strikes a nerve with Jane because she's like, yeah. did you tell Maddie... And then she says, she calls her Chatty Maddie. Yeah. And Jane, like, jumps on her, which, like, good for her. She sticks up for her aunt, and she's like, even if I did accidentally tell my aunt, my aunt would never accidentally tell someone else. Yeah. Like, she would never do she that. She does get offended that Emma would even think to accuse Maddie, mm-hmm. and kind of even her of, but I guess, I mean, Jane did. <laughs> did tell she did spell the bean. But she- I think it came <laughs> around to, like, actually accusing Maddie of that. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. My aunt would never do that, so. My boyfriend, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and me. <laughs> he, uh, we're the ones that you should really be accusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex actually comes in as she's kind of in the middle of this investigation of sorts <laughs> um, and tries to figure out what she's upset about. And they're talking about two different things, but we quickly find out that <laughs> what they're talking about. I still can't believe that Jane Frank about the box owner? Wait, what? Wait, Jane and Frank are dating? Why in the world would you say that? You can't tell me you haven't noticed. Well, it's funny because I feel like he doesn't have any cold, hard evidence. No. He's just kind of like, like his, I think his suspicions have just come to a boiling point. And he lists some very, because Emma's shocked. She's like, absolutely not. It is more likely that Jane told Maddie, who told an alien, who told, like, that's <laughs> more likely. Sure. In the scenario of, like, Frank and Jane being a couple. Yeah. But Alex jumps to some pretty good cold, hard evidence. He's like, the way they look at each other, you know, they think they're being cool, but they're not. And whenever you walk in on them talking to each other, they're always talking about something else that no one else knows. And it's like, what do you guys know? And I think it's because of all of these uh, little moments that Frank has planted in Emma's mind 
that's when Emma's like, there's no way they're dating because Frank isn't even slightly interested in Jane because of all of the times that Frank has been like, oh, Jane, what's she up to? Business, business, business. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why Emma thinks it's completely not a possibility Mm -hmm. that they would ever be together. But Alex isn't prone to all of Frank's uh, persuasions and everything like that. He's like kind of on the outside looking in and being like, no, no, I think they're dating. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because I think for a while, I'm sure Alex... Like, we all were suspicious of the fact that Frank was probably into Emma. I mean, right. she also, I'm, I think she's still probably operating under the assumption that he was about he, to confess his love for her. And she might be kind of treading a little bit around him of being like, oh, he's so in love with me. <laughs> I know, like, he just can't help it. I'm so, yeah. and, and that's probably why she's also in hardcore denial about Jane, because she's like... A guy who would like me would never like Jane at the same time. We're like too different. It's nice that Alex, perhaps some animosity that he has for Frank has evaporated because he realizes that he's not after Emma. He's after Jane. It's true. Because he seems a little less irked every time he's in the office. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, he's not a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Then Emma goes in with Jane and circles around I think still trying to figure out about the Mr. Pitt reveal. That's when she brings up the whole chatty Maddie thing. In midst of that, there's like kind of a party crisis. Harriet comes in and is like trying to get Emma to decide between two different glass or glass or plastic baby bottles for the baby shower. And it's like, this is a critical decision moment Mm -hmm. that needs to happen. And Emma just like shoes her away really, or like, is giving no importance to the baby shower planning. And that's like a really key moment. I think you see where Harriet's like, okay, but this decision needs to be made now. And just Emma's like, I don't even want to deal with it. I mean, it comes into conflict with another crisis that's happening with Box. Right. Because she thinks we find out the vodka, the potatoes, the vodka is not organic. Yeah. Yeah. So she's sort of like dealing with Jane about that. And then essentially because Emma's been so fixated on the box opening, mm-hmm. she's basically handed over the baby shower planning to Harriet. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, not now, not now. And it's just sort of like, it's us watching Emma choose the box opening over Annie's baby shower, even though she's the one who insisted that they should basically be on the same weekend, even though <laughs> the baby's not due forever from now. Right. Because Annie's not even showing. Right. I feel like the baby shower is something that happens like, right before you pop or like uh, the month or (laughs) two before showing yeah Yeah. it was a very preemptive move by emma and i think it was something that nightly brought up of like annie's still gonna be your friend like don't worry you're not losing your best friend to a baby yeah (laughs) but like her life will be different and you know she'll be busier but she'll still be in your life Mm -hmm. but i think emma was like trying to hold on to any any part of what like their friendship is like now that she wanted to preemptively set up that baby shower but yeah it's way too soon she's gonna need to store all of those things somewhere in her house and there's not probably a baby room ready so you don't we don't know yeah (laughs) um and then she gets a lecture from mr knightley because she's like can you or no he calls her in because he's like you just missed a call that i took for you and i'm like whoa alex's job is not to like they're on very different calls for their job and he's like you didn't confirm this place so you lost your reservation and Mm -hmm. she's basically letting all of annie's baby shower details fall through the cracks. Yeah. And she hates it. And he gives her part pep talk, part lecture. Yeah. Where he's like, you're better than this. 
And also Harriet's planning this shower, not you. And yeah. that's not how it should be. I think the idea was that Emma thought that she would be able to handle both. And then Harriet could still kind of take the lead on the baby shower stuff. But it's proving to be too much on Harriet. And mm-hmm. it's too much on Emma to oversee both events. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also think that Emma wanted to probably participate more in the baby shower stuff. Because this is her best friend. Yeah. Like, she's like it's a labor of love for her. I think the, the box event kind of snowballed into something bigger than she realized. Mm-hmm. So it's taking up way more of her... her- of her attention than she anticipated. So initially she thought she would be able to be more active with the baby shower, but now it's like, no, no, this is a big event. And, you know, I want to make sure it's perfect. So all Mm -hmm. of her attention is gone to that. And that is a pretty good transition into the next episode. Episode 62, Baby Bump, written by Shauna Benson and Julie Benson. Basically, they had to have the baby shower at the Emma approved offices. Yeah. And Emma is locked in her office because a crisis has come up with Box, where there is another celebrity (laughs) restaurant or event or something opening called Lava. (laughs) L-A-V-V-A. And uh, they want her guests and they want her date. And she is putting out those fires while the party is going on outside. Yeah, she finds out, I guess, from a PR source that they're launching the same day, the same time, and they're trying to poach all their guests. So it is like, it is, I'm sure, very frustrating that like she's put all this work into the event so far and now suddenly this event comes out of nowhere and it's trying to take everything really away from her Mm -hmm. so it is a bit of a crisis it is something major because then she's putting her relationship with the celebrity owner at risk too Mm -hmm. but also this is a major day for her best friend Mm -hmm. that she really hasn't been an active part of in planning so the least she could do is be there but she can't even do that no and it's a it's a tricky one. Like the way she's reacting kind of reminds me of how Frank is where he'll like make a mm. commitment to show up somewhere yeah. and do something and then work gets in the way and like work wins every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sort of sucks because – well, and not only that, but Emma's sort of like trying to enlist the other employees who are like having fun at this um, baby shower. She <laughs> she catches Jane Fairfax trying to leave and she's like, get back in here. What are you doing? Yeah. Where are you going? And okay – I want to talk to you about something because she was like, I can't stand another second like talking to Caroline and like Caroline's trying to get me a new job and she's trying to change me. That's got to be Caroline Lee. Yeah. Like, why is she invited? I think um, Weston, Ryan Weston is friends with the senator. So it makes sense that out of courtesy, they would invite his wife to this baby shower. I guess they just, to me, I feel kind of bad because like, I think well, that there was this idea that like they were done with her after the engagement party Yeah, and they run in the same social circle so they, they can never be done with her. No. <gasps> I mean, maybe that's, no, it's not a reason she's avoiding the party either, but like, I'm sure it's not great that no. Emma like has to see Caroline again yep. after everything that happened, but what can you do? <laughs> I don't know. And so, um, oh, but anyway, uh, she tries to get Jane to get dirt on lava. Yeah. She's like, can you go and see if they're violating any building codes? <laughs> any, and, and like, it's funny. I saw The Kitchen last weekend, the, oh. the mafia movie with Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff they were doing. <laughs> or if they were not violating any building codes, they made sure they were. And oh, that's wow. what, and like, that's what, Emma's going for here. This was a lot. This was kind of a left turn for Emma. I didn't realize she could be like this. I know. <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. But she's kind of running into like desperate times, desperate measures mode. That's very unorthodox. Oh, I think I hear Caroline calling. On it. 
I'll call you with my findings. Jane is like happily chooses to go try to find dirt, which is also very <laughs> uncharacteristic of Jane. <laughs> Caroline must be horrible yeah. if you're just like, I'm going to choose violating my own personal code of yeah. ethics rather than get lectured. <laughs> well, something that's mentioned is that, that Jane says is that Caroline keeps trying to offer her a job or find her a job. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think back when Caroline was still on the show was hinted toward about like how she wanted to almost take Jane on as a project to kind of help her find the right man and the right job and this right lifestyle in the same way that we saw a little bit mirroring how Emma was helping Harriet and try to find the right man, the right lifestyle and all Mm -hmm. of that. Which, at that time, Emma was like, how could she do that? How could she do that to Jane? Jane's fine. And didn't realize, you know, she was doing the same thing to Harriet. Mm -hmm. But now we kind of see that Caroline is still actively trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And since they're in the same room, is trying to, like, corner her into uh, agreeing to something. But that's why Jane ran out. (laughs) Yep. Nope. Anything. Anything to leave. Yeah. Knightley comes in. And Mm -hmm. it's it's actually kind of a sweet moment because he, like, comes in with his, like, baby baby bottle. bottle. (laughs) Why are there so many boys? One boy is a lot of boys for a baby shower, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. if you are not the dad. Because <laughs> Frank is there, too. <laughs> That's true. But also, he's the brother-in-law. That's true. It okay. makes sense for Frank to be there because he's family. Makes sense for, I guess, not really, actually, for Knightley to be there because he's it's at the office. And, and he's, he's being like, supportive. supportive. Yeah, He's being supportive. Because I think he knows how much Harriet has put into this and he wants to like show his support for both Harriet, mm-hmm. Emma, and Annie. So I think there is a good reason for him to be there. That's true. I just am just like, whoa, it's yeah. two boys is a lot of boys for a baby <laughs> yeah. shower. Yeah. Um, but he comes in and he's like, why aren't you at the party? And she's like, I'm putting out fires. I'm dealing with this crisis. And he says something like something about being childish and then he drinks from the bottle. Yeah. Which was pretty much all anyone talked about in the comments, mm-hmm. which we will get to later. And so basically he can't convince her to come out and join the party. And she's like, I'll be there in a second. Emma's still like on the phone trying to talk to the party organizer for the lava event. I think it's the, her publicist friend. Okay. Yeah. And they're like trying to negotiate still like the date and everything. Mm-hmm. Then Frank comes in and is also like trying to get away from the party and all of the, the games that are happening. See, he's trying to get away from the party because he's like not enjoying yeah, being Yeah, he's there. not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he also... Something that I saw in the comments came for Jane, mm. and then Jane left. Then he's like, oh. what am I doing at a baby shower? So then, yeah, that's when he goes into Emma's office. He's like, all right, someone I know, someone else I know. He, he uh, was, this is the guy who was like, what should I get Annie for her baby shower? And she's true. like, have you checked the register? Right, that's true. He tries to get into like figuring, trying to help Emma with whatever she's working on, because he'd rather do that than be at the baby shower. And right at that moment, Annie appears in the doorway, mm-hmm. uh, and she is not happy she's That's not a one happy. would expect once that once annie comes in frank is like i'll go back to the party <laughs> bye <laughs> and rushes out and annie has the direct conversation with emma i know this box opening is a very big event for you but you made a promise to me emma but i'm grateful for the party but it means nothing without my best friend sharing in the moment with me. That's really upsetting because this was like the one thing that emma promised to do after all of the favors that Annie has done for her over the years of event planning. This is like the one major thing. I mean, yes, the wedding was also a big thing, but this too is is something important that Emma took on, Emma volunteered to do and mm-hmm. is doing out of the goodness of her heart. I don't know if they're paying Emma approved at all. <laughs> Not me so. either. They need the money, so they, they shouldn't yeah, be paying. They, 
us. And I mean, that was kind of the whole point of the baby shower because the whole point of Emma like throwing this baby shower this weekend is because she feels like she's losing her best friend to um, her husband and now to a baby. And so she, this was sort of supposed to be one of their last hurrahs as like a dynamic duo before life happens again Mm -hmm. and she's that's not what it is anymore it's it's just like a thing just another event that had to be planned yeah and it's sort of gone down on her priority list and then annie kind of gets emma to agree to come out into the party Mm -hmm. kind of very reluctant emma is like yeah i'll come out right now but then her phone rings and it's funny i think you pointed this out it's the emma approved (laughs) theme song is her yeah. ringtone yep which is great <laughs> it is great it kind of reminded me of like how kim possible had her yeah so emma gets sucked back into box hill planning annie just storms off is like all right fine and even we actually find out from frank the fact that like most people have left the party already too yeah. the fact that jane's not there and emma's not there to kind of corral people in and keep people mm-hmm. excited about the games i'm sure it's upsetting to annie too she's like this isn't the baby shower i asked for like no one's yeah it's lame no one's playing anything and everyone's leaving Mm -hmm. but then after emma's call there's like a cut to a little bit later after all that i ran out for the last piece of cake just as the party was ending she missed it she missed the party she did and you know i think it's like a small bump in the long road that is their friendship but it's definitely i mean (laughs) basically next episode is box yeah. where everyone is mad at emma and this yeah. is just like it's literally it's the first the baby step <laughs> yeah huh? but <laughs> baby step of just like annie not being pleased with the the choices of her best friend how she keeps choosing work over her she chooses yeah she's choosing work over her personal relationships i mean it's funny because emma did this because she was afraid oh no she's gonna have to choose like her husband and her baby over me emma's choosing her own like husband and baby which is her job yeah over annie so yeah. it's like already happening i just saw that <laughs> <laughs> oh emma Oh, Emma. So with that, let's go to the comments where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired, starting with episode 61. Elsa K says, OMG, Alex put his fingers on Emma's lips. Hashtag fangirling. That was quite the biggest, you know, it is, I'd call it equivalent to when um, Lizzie touched um, Darcy's, Darcy's shoulder, off shoulder yeah. in that one episode. Because um, when she's, like, Emma started to talk, Knightley put his finger over her mouth to yeah. keep her from talking. And it's all anyone mentioned. <laughs> uh, next comment comes from James Brent Isaacs. <laughs> I think we know that guy. Who said, touching, touching, finger on the mouth touching. <laughs> in all caps. Steps Cat says, oh, stress is getting to her. I see that faux pas rocking up like nobody's business, especially with that chatty Maddie comment. Not nice, Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. She's kind of losing her filter. Yeah. Especially on camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tess Linden says, okay, come on, Emma. If Alex can see it, then everyone can see it. Have you even watched the latest Q&A? I think that's referring to Jane and Frank's romance. Yeah, which we'll actually cover the Q&A episodes in a upcoming costume theater episode, but there is a very cute Jane and Frank Q&A. <laughs> I know exactly the one you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> From episode 62, Lauren Marie says, The fact that Emma can even admit she's a lousy friend is leaps and bounds ahead of episode one, Emma. She still let work get in the way, but at least she isn't defending her actions. Ah, the subtle personal growth in Emma. This is why I love her story. You can go on growth. Little baby steps. We (laughs) have a lot more growing to do. 
you know, she could have prevented that being a lazy friend leading up to it. Yeah. But I guess she is admitting it this yeah. time. We'll see. I don't, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hannah says, starting to get annoyed with everyone treating Emma as though she's a terrible person for working and being responsible. Mm. She probably shouldn't have scheduled the party for within working hours. But also, she is dealing with a crisis that has arisen unexpectedly, which isn't her fault. I included this just to show a different yeah. POV on that. I, I get it. Sometimes, like, I value my work. And so even yeah. though I also value my personal relationships, it's just like you've got to make some judgment calls when, like, crises come up. You know, it's like, what can wait? And what has to be dealt with now? It's interesting that this person thinks this is happening during work hours. I don't think it is. I think this mm-hmm. is like a Saturday, you know, afternoon sort of thing. That Because that venue dropped out, mm-hmm. they had nowhere else. So they are, they're hosting it at their offices. So mm-hmm. I think this is like a weekend crisis thing where mm-hmm. she's just having to work on the weekend. Yeah. And it's not necessarily something that she planned for. No, I mean, so. she didn't even want to do it. Like, she wants to be at the party. She yeah. wants to be there. But she has to keep her business alive. I think that, that would have been interesting then if it didn't happen at the office. Like if it was at the at the Daisy Chain place, mm-hmm. um, you know, it still would have been Emma like pacing outside of the restaurant or wherever, you know, mm-hmm. still on her phone. So I think no matter where it happened, this would have come up. Um, Gigaheart says, and this is quoting Knightley, I don't want to play. Kind of childish. Sips milk out of bottle. Best scene. That was another one that people Kept loved. quoting. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, she sipped out of a bottle. It's so funny. <laughs> So that wraps up Annie's baby shower. That was uh, one of the two big events that Emma was working on. And so now all her focus can go toward box. Uh, and that Jeez. is the next thing we're going to see unfold. We've been dreading this yeah. for yeah, quite yeah. some time. And <laughs> it, the time has come. It has. So we'll see how that emotionally affects us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was time. hard. I mean, like, hard to watch. Yeah. It's hard to watch. <laughs> this episode has been... Pemberley Podcast Approved.